Every coffee, we've been up way off track. You don't hit me back when I need you. Making me weak, but you gon' make me back. I get on my knees if that please you. Shut it up, you ain't gon' find it. You don't find Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. Scheming A. Smith, <laughs> a.k.a. the one true king of the South, a.k.a. Cupid in a chokehold, um, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Sour Patch Kid, I'm sour, I'm sweet, I'm gone. Um, and on hey, the hotline, <laughs> on the hotline, I don't know if I like that last one. I don't know. We might have to revisit that last one. (laughs) AKA AKA the antisocial extrovert. Um, Okay, boom. There we go. I fuck with it. (laughs) Much better. The person who's rudely interrupting my intro. Oh, I know. We're not going there. Anyway. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Gucci. Go ahead. You don't you don't want you don't want me to get Gucci for real. You saw how you was in the verses, nigga. On the hotline is my wonderful and gracious co-host, nigga. Be wonderful and gracious. Hey y'all. It's your girl Ali Nicole, aka your favorite little shit talker. AKA that blonde, ball-headed badass. AKA your heartbreak kid. AKA the president of the Lonely Hearts Club. AKA, it's just February 14th this year, guys. <clears throat> Calvin, you got any plans? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, petty ass. Um, anyways, <laughs> a- listen, with your, with your triple B headed ass, blind ball headed bat, you better Ooh, business bureau. I like that. Triple B's. Okay. You better business bureau, big baller brand ass. <laughs> Allie oh. B. Jones and the B stands for badass. <laughs> I might fuck with it. <laughs> I don't like you. Ooh, I kind of fuck with it. You fucked up. <laughs> I don't. Oh, this is your fault. See, how are we blaming me Ooh, baby, for I'm, your headassery? Uh-uh, I'm only doing ex- accountability when it comes to my c- career and class. That's it. No, <clears throat> no. Anyways, nigga, to answer your question with your petty ass, whoever told, whoever made up this lie that said, Every day is Valentine's Day if you love her is a fucking liar. Is a liar, a liar from the pits of hell. Okay, why do you sound bitter though? You sound hurt. I'm not, I'm not bitter. I oh. think people have unrealistic expectations and also I think I think the people who say every day is Valentine's Day don't really actually go hard on Valentine's Day. Okay, so hear me out. We should create a drinking game. And every time one of us says, hear me out or tag me in, y'all got to take a shot. Alcohol poisoning. Alcohol poisoning. We, as a podcast, cannot encourage alcohol poisoning on wax. If they want to make that drinking game on their own volition, more power to them. However, we we (laughs) advise you, if you go make that a drinking game, take sips, not shots. 
you take shots, we are not liable for anything that happens after you do that dumb shit. You know, we'll, a word. We're gonna flush that idea. Out. We'll flush that a idea word out. from management. We'll flush it out. Anyway, so <clears throat> Valentine's Day is actually my favorite holiday. Like of all the holidays, Valentine's Day is absolutely my favorite. And it's honestly for all the right reasons. I really just like seeing people doted on. I like to see people go out of their way to express love. And I really just, and honestly, I'm the kind of person I love love. I love who I am when I'm in love. I love giving love. Like if I'm a person that loves you, you know it. There's no shadow of a doubt that you know how much I love you. Like I go out of my way to show you. And Valentine's Day sometimes, and I know people say, well, Valentine, every day is Valentine's Day or any day can be Valentine's Day. And you're absolutely right. But let's be real here. You have, everybody has a life. Everybody has something going on. Everybody has something that calls to their attention somewhere, somehow. Having a designated day to slow down is okay. Like, sure, you could sweep me off my feet 365 if you wanted to. But now with life and things and this got going on, it's, I think it's great to have just a day set aside for love and the dedication of it. So I love it's Valentine's like, Day. It's like if you're running a marathon, Right, you're not sprinting the entire time because it's not sustainable. Right. You're, you're, it's just you're, your body's going to be like, "No, nah, I'm good. I think I'm good." Um, that's kind of what it is. It's like, yes, yeah, like you're supposed to not be shitty. <laughs> like no one's telling you to be shitty 364 days out the year, and then use Valentine's Day as the psych. I'm actually a decent person, but it's more so. It's like. There are certain days that are the days that you got to sprint, like Valentine's Day, her birthday, Christmas, mm-hmm. anniversary, a random Friday. She decides that you, she's mad and you got to make sure she's not mad no more. Uh, <laughs> I love powers. Just, 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 you know, random days throughout the year. It's like a, like a checkpoint. It's like, remember when you was playing games as a kid and you would randomly come across like a boss mission? You're like, oh, shit, the boss came at the middle of the level. I wasn't even expecting it. <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes it's like that where you just be like, it's a normal everyday Tuesday for whatever reason. And next thing you know, like, oh, fuck, I got to figure out some shit. I think that, <sighs> I mean, but I'm also a fan of romance. Like, I'm also a huge fan of like. Every if this is what you want, right? But in my opinion, I think that everybody is entitled to be swept off their feet. Like everybody should know what, at least one time what it feels like for somebody to go completely and totally out of their way for you. Yes, I want to walk into a hotel room with roses and fuck you on every single last petal. Absolutely. Like I want to free I want helicopter rides in the city. I want champagne. I want candles. I want intimacy. Yes. I want something that I know will never leave the secrecy or the privacy of just of just you and I. Like I love shit like that. And there has to in order to sweep somebody off their feet, there has to be a certain level of admiration. You're not just doing that for anybody. Like I'm be real. I I I don't do that. Like my house has a certain level of intimacy when you walk in anyway, simply because I like my shit very quiet and low light and shit. So it it kind of sets the mood naturally. But if I've you haven't gotten like a decked out treatment or anything for me, I didn't like you because I love romance and I love going out of my way for it. So I just, sometimes it's just necessary. 
Shit. Honestly, you give me sweeping romance, Calvin. You know what? No, it's too early to be this problematic. Come on, continue. (laughs) If you get jammed up. I'm going to choose peace. (laughs) If you get jammed up, just know it's not on me. I had to tell a nigga one time to stop being shy. (laughs) (laughs) Calvin, please. What you do? What you what you doing all the way on the other side of the couch? <laughs> to tell a nigga to stop being shy. No, 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 no. He was knee deep. <laughs> hey, don't ever tell me stop being shy while I'm inside you. I'll fight you. <laughs> he started laughing. He laughed at me. He did. He laughed at me. It was funny. Fuck, but I listen. I got fucked exactly how I needed to be though. Sometimes you got to speak up, bro. I'm not shy like that in the bedroom. If you're doing something I do not want you to do, first of all, it's going to stop feeling like consensual sex to me. So it behooves me to say something about it. Hey, bro, fuck me like this. Like It, it, it goes left foot up, <laughs> right foot fly. Bro, there's a Drake line for everything. <laughs> like, listen, shot no. Drake is a wild nigga. That nigga is wild. Drake is a wild nigga. You know how wild it is to start off a song with "Look who I'm fucking again." Look who I'm fucking. Um, that's the first line. <laughs> like, look who I'm fucking again. <laughs> baby, no. You want to know what's wild? Like, what is wild? And I can't believe we haven't touched on this yet. But, dog. I have absolutely felt Ari's tail on Jasmine Sullivan's album. Bro, like you I had dick so crazy, I had to play the inter I had to play Ari's tail. Literally just played it. Like, do you know what? My favorite line was and and my favorite line was, do you bitch, do you know what Google says? Bitch, do like, you yes. know what Google said? Yeah, yes, but yes, I, I know what that dick said. I know what that dick said. And you know what? The opening line honestly took me out, especially with my most recent breakup. It was, I was willing to let him talk to me crazy. <laughs> Do you know how gone you have to be? Bro, gone. I have been, bro, I have been there. I just left, actually. But like, I've been, bro, been there. Some people would say you you make frequent visits into bro, that, into that listen, space. Frequent, I am some people would agree and i would i would not in this space in my life bro i can't argue with you about that hey i have been dizzy for the dick dizzy bro i was willing to die for it like mm, bro nope hell nah it's, it's, it, it, you know what you know what that makes me think of right it's because by all accounts and purposes i'm a decent nigga you know i do my part i do my thing i i, I get in where i fit in and i'm trying to fit in so I don't take, I have, didn't take advantage of, I don't see, I can never fully be certain if anyone was quote unquote dizzy for me because I never did any shit that would, re- would require that to make it known. Like, you don't know if someone's like really stuck on stupid until you do stupid. I didn't do stupid. Baby, I have done stupid. Baby, let me t- embarrass it, girl. Your mama be ashamed of you. <laughs> like, baby, woo. Look, 
start listen, you, you look you look you look dead rain, but you look tired and late nights ain't good for you. Baby, not really, good for you, baby. Really taking a toll listen, on you. Baby. Dick had me so gone. I was pulling up to this nigga's house just to see if his car was outside. <laughs> just, to, just to see if his car Ooh. was outside. I have became friends with his best friend. Just because I wanted my name to come up. Okay, I can't I yeah. can't co-sign that one. That, yeah, that, not that, friends. But like she reached out, she reached out to check busy, on me. Oh that's no. Some busy shit. She reached out to check on me. Like we had ran into each other and she had reached out and like we had exchanged numbers because me and her got cool because our children were about the same age. So she was talking to me. I was, you know, she's like, hey, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, da, da. So me and her started like talking. And then when the fallouts, the real, real fallout started to happen, she re- started reaching out more frequently. And I'm like, oh, OK. So my name is coming up. Yeah. Shit like Bran, what? Weird. 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 And you know what? Shout out to girls. Because I can look back on that and be like, Alex, don't you ever allow yourself to go there again, sis? Oh no, 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 no. I needed my I needed a hole snatched in my ass. Oh nah. Crazy. You need you needed your ass whooped, bro. Like and, I, and like we ain't gotta rehash it because I definitely verbally whooped your ass multiple times oh, we, on you, this platform. You and I have got you you not even just about that, but you know, dick bro, miles on my car. Listen, miles on your car. Purchase charges on charges on your card. Charges on my card. Oh my baby, say charges. Listen, when I'm infatuated, damn near in when I've convinced myself that I'm in love with you, because to be honest with you, looking back on some of the experiences I've had, I did not love y'all niggas. There's no way that could have been love. I was completely infatuated. And as some would argue, actually I would argue, I don't think I've ever been in love. I think I've had I've gotten really, really close, and the person that that, that person was my ex-husband. As a matter of fact, me and him spoke yesterday. Barry, shout out to him, actually. Um, he's doing wonderful. He's got a, on a different career path. His daughter is five months old now, and his son is huge um, and, and looks beautiful. He's got full custody of his son now, which is wonderful. And, like, he's really, really just became, like, the person that we were working toward when we were together. And to see that happen, even after you guys, like, separate, lets me know that every... I had a complex that the investment and time that I put into certain things wasted a lot of my time. So to look back and see that the investments that I put in when we were together are fruitful now for him is I'm very proud, like not in a, in a selfish way, but it lets me know that like I didn't you weren't just potential. You I didn't just waste my fucking time that you were the man that I think you are. And I always thought you were. It just didn't work out between us. I can live with that. I can't, sometimes I wrestle and it's an ego thing, I know, but I wrestle with the fact that some of you just are pieces of shit and you were a lesson. In my ex-husband case, we were just too young to know, too young to be involved in what the fuck we had going on. Don't you hate, don't you hate when, when God puts some people in your life, but he don't tell you if they going to be a blessing or character development? Man, because a lot of you niggas were character development. (laughs) Like, like, like. Oh my God. Like, I know you give your hardest battles to your strongest so- soldiers, God. I didn't even sign up to be in the I army. I did not sign. I did not enlist, sir. 
I, did. I thought I got out of a draft. But I thought I was good. They promised me a desk job. Ain't that what you niggas say? <laughs> Baby, hell, listen, listen. Like, like I got flat feet. <laughs> I got asthma. I can't be doing this shit. Calvin, you listen. Calvin, God absolutely got your lungs from Walgreens because I don't know yeah, what the fuck that is. He got the motherfuckers from saving life. Mm. I'm pissed. <laughs> like, excuse me. And that's part of the reason why, and this is a tangent. That's part of the reason why this whole shit has been fucking with me. Because it's like, nigga, I'm legitimately, like, higher risk. So, like, and then people keep asking me, where have I been? Like, the answer shit isn't the same. I've been in the house, bro. Like, I've been in the crib. Dog, if I run into some of y'all, please, the first thing out of your mouth should probably absolutely be, bro. Just good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too, It's bro. good to see you. It's but good like, to see you, or, too. Or, like, you know what? Even I would understand I miss you. Because I miss that's what you, they yeah. really. That's what they really mean where, where you've been. Like, I miss you. Cool. I miss you too, bro. I miss you too, sis. Don't ask me where I've been. You know where I've been. In the fucking house. I have been in the house for the better part of a year. Anyways. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Valentine's Day. And so, here's... And I, when I hear you describe this, I, I realize how much of a, a romantic cynic I am. Because I just I'm thinking and and just trying to reminisce over like the the the, the women in my past and a thank God that some of the things I wanted to work out didn't work out. Listen, I just I remember like trying so hard to make some certain shit work out, and I look back on it and I'm like, the fuck. But also I just you know. I think after a while, I did, I never really allowed myself to to get truly deeply invested because I was always waiting for that other shoe to drop. Like you know what I mean? Like I was always waiting for it. Like I was Charlie Brown and and the shorty was Lucy with the football, and I was like, "You gonna pull this football away?" So I'm not gonna run super hard because you gonna pull this football away. And it was it it was a ver it's a version of self sabotage. You're not actively trying to um destroy what you're building, but you just you don't trust it. And you're just like, you know, this is good right now, but you know, something's gonna happen or and something's gonna shake and and that's part of the reason I ain't really commit because I'm like, well, as soon as I commit, shit gonna be weird, shit gonna feel different. Like like there's a um there's a Wale lyric that I would rather have you unofficially forever and to put a title on it and mess things up. That is some manipulative ass bullshit and it lacks a spine and balls. If a nigga ever said some shit like that to me, I would block his number immediately. That is as bro, you should. Uh, as, as, as you should. As you should. I just know in my space that I was in that it made sense. You know what's because, crazy? Sorry. Because because the reason why it made sense to me was because the fact that like I felt like expectations took away from the enjoyment. I felt like if it was one of those things where we just did we just kind of enjoyed what we were doing, enjoyed what we were without the expectations of outside or internal, that we would be happier than if we started putting the expectations, putting the regulations, putting the rules on shit. And the reason why I, I sold that shit to myself was because 
I never pressed anybody that I was in those spaces with on what they did when I wasn't around because it wasn't my place in my it wasn't my place, it wasn't my business. And also I respected I expected that same courtesy because of that. And looking back on it, there's plenty of things that probably could have worked out if we had decided to work out when we were deciding, but we didn't because that just wasn't in the cards. And like, there's very few people I'm beefed out with partly because we honest in, we honest with ourselves. We've honest with each other. Like there's very few people I'm beefed out with. There's you like know what two. it is? I'm be real. We don't always end up that way with me in my situations. Obviously you niggas going to spin the block. They always do. You I, and, and nine times out of 10, you catch me in a space where I'm not even fucking thinking about you. My pride, my pride is too deep to ever spin the block or to ever even. And what's crazy? I, I like this. My pride is too deep to, to, to make the first move and spin the block. I'm not like, going to. I may miss the fuck out of you, but I, I'm not telling you. And that's it. You see, now you're making my point. You missed the fuck out of me, which means you may not, you may spin the, like when I tell spin the block, I'm not even talking about always knocking on the door or even honking the fucking horn. You're going to roll past my window. You're going to absolutely, you're going to check in. You're going to ask. You're going to look at my Instagram. You're going to look at my Twitter. You're going to find, you're going to figure out our mutuals and try to look through their stories to see if I'm in the background or if you, we've been kicking it. I'm not, I'm not doing all that. Oh shit. yeah. This happened. <laughs> no, you you want to know how it happens? It happens exactly like this. You're not even thinking about me. You are moved on, right? Not even thinking about me. We either end up in the mutual space with, in a space where like we're amongst mutuals right? Because Cincinnati is small like that. I was like, Cincinnati is small enough that that will happen. And we're going to end up in a space where there's mutuals, or I'm going to end up with somebody you know, like end up kicking it with somebody you know and end up on their story. You're going to see me and can't get, cannot get me off your mind. It happens all the time because you start popping up in my story. Because the Instagram, the Instagram algorithm is a fed. It'll and, and 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 the more and because I'm I'm in social media marketing, so I study I study Instagram like as part of my job. They show who like the mutual interactions first in the stories, mm-hmm. like who checks on you, who you checking on. So like the, when you first log into Instagram, all the all them first like five, six, seven uh, profiles that pop up. It's on purpose, like it, because it's Instagram's way of continuing to fuck up the algorithm. All we want is this chronological order. Now you're trying to make me go back down memory lane because you can't fix your goddamn Instagram feed. Fuck you, Instagram. Suck a dick. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's wild because I'm just like, yeah, like I'm. And what's crazy? And I know you hate when I get all astrological or whatever, but honestly, it's Mercury retrograde. I'm expecting all you niggas to pop up out the way work. I'm expecting you motherfuckers to literally like pop up like weeds. I've already had a few. I already had a few. And what's crazy is that here's my, here's the thing. If we dated and we just so happen to fall off for whatever reason, cause that shit happens. And then I find a, a, a boyfriend or get into a situation. That's one thing. But if I cut you off because I was getting in a relationship, you will never talk to me again. Not in that capacity. You'll never see me again. You'll ne- like if if I can help it, we will never have an interaction again. I cut you off the and nerve of you and going back you. is embarrassing. That's embarrassing. 
And the also, nerve of you to be happy before I'm happy. The fuck wrong with you? The nerve of you, the unmitigated gall of you to find happiness without me finding happiness first. Yeah, what the hell's wrong? With if you? we were dating, the and then I decided to stop talking to you because I was entertaining something serious, regardless of where me and this the other nigga end up, regardless of whatever, me and that other nigga could fall the fuck out, which has happened, obviously. But like, yeah, I, I'm not coming back to you. I had a nigga be pissed off because it's. Clearly, I've been I've been out of my relationship since October, right? And clearly, I'm single. I've been single for a couple months. It's visible that me and this nigga are no longer together. And yeah, a couple of you niggas have been like, damn, you ain't hit me up when you and old buddy stopped. Da, da, da. Oh, wow. You couldn't text nobody, bro. I don't want shit from you. If you were so much better than what I left, I'd have been with you instead. Leave me alone. Nah, some niggas. Listen, listen, listen. Because um, niggas in this is gender neutral. Because women do this too. Some of you are way too happy to be a consolation prize. Way too happy. You geeked you, up. Like, fam, like, oh my God, we, we did it, Joe. No, nigga, you didn't do shit. You you were there. You are you a were consolation there. prize. See, you know you what? That is prize. literally my biggest fear in life. No, I'm you so niggas serious. Are you niggas are participation trophies, you nigga. You niggas, you're, you're field day ribbons, nigga. You're the ribbons we give everybody in six fucking gray who runs a fucking Do you remember miles, that nigga? thread on Twitter of the niggas talking about how they married their wives because she was just there? And the oh, woman listen. that they wa- actually wanted was unavailable? Bro, do you listen. know how, like, listen, I was, and we're gonna, you know what, this is a perfect segue into Malcolm and Marie, but Nigga, I'm. I would shoot him. I would literally shoot. I would shoot that man. And I know that, like, that makes me sound very crazy. Like Alex is going to shoot does. me. It, it, but it, it, he, it but hear me out. But hear me out, right, bro? You because you were a man enough to have what you wanted. You reduce me as who I am for a woman. What are we? Are we talking about in general, or are we talking about Malcolm and Marie now? Oh no no no! I'm talking about in general. We're gonna okay. get, we're gonna talk about Malcolm Marie right now. But like that shit pissed me. Like I was like, I, do you know that that would be honestly that would be my uh, one of my supervillain origin stories. You got several. I have several, but that's up there. Like, do you know how fast I would turn into the Joker coming down the steps? My hair is already blonde. Getting the green will not take me very much. You already got it. You already got the green. Oh yeah, I've, had, I've been green too. I was like, you, did you forget the crush on you little photo shoot? That, uh, that, no, that of course y'all not. Did? Of course okay. not. But you know what's crazy? I I still have my clown makeup, <laughs> so it's no problems for me to go. A, a, a lot of never mind. I almost said Listen, a lot of you motherfuckers within the sound of my voice are some Barnum and Bailey Ringling Brothers. Universal circus motherfuckers. And I just and as long as you know, that's okay. Because as long as you know that I know, I just that's all. Just just we, we see it. We see we see it. I see I seen it. Mm, let me tell you, you something. You never mind. I'm gonna say some real petty shit. That, so you didn't have to some, go through that. I'm gonna say some real petty shit, but it, it, it wasn't gonna it was gonna be petty, but it wasn't it was gonna hit person I didn't want to hit. Yeah, that's not like, fair. Was, we gonna leave it alone. Yeah, like yeah, like it was one of those things where like I was shooting at one person, but sh- end up shooting both people. Nah, mm-mm, mm-mm. just know, just know, we 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 see you. Like you're. But not you know at, what? Stand in it. Stand. I, you know what? I think that's my issue right there. 
Do not play the fool for a nigga and then be upset when motherfuckers are calling you out for playing the fool for a nigga. Actually, just understand that you're being a dummy bitch. And we know you being a dummy bitch. So when motherfuckers tell you that you being exactly what the fuck you are, a dummy bitch, don't get mad. If you're going to play the fool, stand 10 toes down in that shit. That's all I ask. When I was playing the fool, my niggas told me, hey, bro, this may not be it. Okay, y'all, that's cool. I'll figure it out. I'll get back to y'all. <laughs> I don't Because t- y'all did. Y'all did. Y'all did. When the concerns came to me, I said, I appreciate you. I'm going to fuck with you. When I, get, when I have this figured out, I'm going to let you know. Y'all were right as fuck. As fuck. Bro, do you know how much it, it sucked? Sucked to have to tell you niggas how bad y'all were right? Do you know I had to just eat it? And because y'all fuck with me, you weren't, you, I didn't hear. And I told you so not at one single time. Because honestly, that would have also been my super villain origin story. But like, thank you. I appreciate that so much. You niggas have never been more right in your lives. You know what, Calvin? We're going to park this car. And this episode is going to be long. <laughs> All right. Calvin, I'm going to need the floor for a second, okay? you already had it but sure okay no i'm just telling you it's gonna be a minute and yes i'm gonna cry fuck you santana very much okay (laughs) we we can't make it through an episode not not a single one (laughs) not a single one that should also be a drinking game but um anyway to y'all know who i'm talking to I want to tell you that I am sorry. And I'm doing this publicly because not that I think so much of the mistake has been public, but I believe that you give people their flowers in places that they can see them and smell them and come back to. Sometimes in the midst of your own storms, you forget that there are people who also have umbrellas and it's not that and I talked about this last week and and a couple weeks ago sometimes you do have to do your own heavy lifting you do but there are people around you who sometimes want to know what you got going on so they can know how to be there when it's time to be there not that you're needy or asking for too much but you got to let people know where you are so they know they know what to do or how or or to adjust their expectations we ask people to give us grace but we're not telling them to what for if that makes sense and you can say you know what i got some shit on my plate i need to get sorted out i'll come back to you and i i feel like if i would have done that I would have avoided some unnecessary tension, maybe some unnecessary worry, some unnecessary concern, because I also know that when I'm in that kind of space, I'm not the easiest person to communicate with. I'm a scatterbrained ass bitch, honestly. And streamlining my feelings is even harder for me because not only am I trying to make sure that I communicate myself clearly, I also don't want to offend anybody in communicating how I feel. And what I'm coming to find out is that When you advocate for something, you have to pick a side. And sometimes that side has to be yourself. So it's not all feelings be damned, but I can't be a good advocate for you if I can't advocate for myself. And sometimes what you are going through just so happens to be a little offensive. It happens to be a little sensitive. 
your my feelings are legitimately hurt. That's honest. My feelings are hurt. But because I'm not ready to address the whys or the ins and outs of that, people who can tend to draw their own conclusions, which isn't fair to either one of us. It's not fair to you because you don't have answers, but you do have, you, you come up with your own answers based upon the information that's presented to you, which is your truth. On my end, you got to I have the answer key. I know what the fuck is going on. I'm just not ready to give out the test. But I'm criticizing people around me for needing answers anyway and doing what they have to do to get there. It's not fair. And to that, I say to the people that I may have affected or did affect, let me not be dismissive, to the people that I did affect with the space that I needed to take for Alex, I am sorry. And it truly, truly was not personal. It's not personal. Are there some conversations, some really tough conversations that are getting ready to happen? Absolutely. Because I need you to know where I'm at in order to figure out where we, how we go from here, if we go from here. But on the flip side of that, there is never a lack of love. And there's never a lack of, of even if there's lack of understanding, there's never a lack of effort of trying to understand so I can be understood. And sometimes the understanding part works a, a little more 50-50 than I, I, I think we receive credit for. I know I'm not the easiest person. I'm, not, I'm a very particular type of person. I'm not meant for everyone. And that's a good thing. I, I acquire taste. You either love me. I am very much so a woman. You either love the fuck out of me or you cannot stand my ass. That's it. And that's just me being very self-aware about who I am and what I'm about and what the fuck I'm going for. There's certain shit that's got, that will have me hair triggered, bro. I have no patience for it. And I'm going to go from zero to 100 real quick. It's up to me to control that impulse. But it's also up to folks to recognize when they're not always right either. And sometimes that's, that's a, a very tricky and difficult conversation. So, but it's always, but if it's worth it, then you do it and make sure that it's done out of love and that you move in a way that leaves something and a, a relationship to come back to. So with love from your, your friend, your sister, I love you and I am sorry. Look at that. I'm, I'm happy for you. Verbalizing that couldn't have been easy. Um, I won't say too much on here. We've had our discussions off here. But progress is a process. It's not something that's linear. And in order for, in, in order for people to kind of really understand where, you, where you're coming from, they, you have to kind of tell them. Um, it's hard, it's hard to get in the head of anyone without them allowing you in. But also and your, even, the approach sometimes. So, it's, so, so, here, so let me finish. Um, it's the approach is often dependent and based upon context that we can control. So, and. I think in scenarios, even if you, you know what I always say, the person who wants to change the status quo has to speak up. 
that is in everything in pertaining to platonic romantic relationships. Whoever is not happy, whoever wants that change, has to speak up. But here's the thing. You may not know ex- exactly what's wrong or why you're feeling that way, but you, but you feel off. Sharing that does something too. Because, and this is kind of how we transition into Malcolm and Marie. Mm-hmm. In that scenario, in that, first and foremost, I did I I I really watched two niggas argue for an hour. Baby, when I tell you, I was so triggered. Of course, I was. <laughs> I didn't make it to the first fifteen minutes without being in tears. I mean, like streaming, bawling my eyes out. And mind you, I watched this movie with company and they were not used to like seeing me cry like that. I was bawling my, bawling my eyes out. So in that, in that movie, right, you know, it was, it's clear and, you know, possible spoiler alerts for it. For, it's clear that they had issues before that night. Absolutely. Would you agree? Absolutely. But they tucked it. They swept it under the rug. They they didn't they didn't fully deal with whatever was causing that issue. And it's like like I always say, it's like it's like if kiddo decided instead of cleaning the room good, he just puts everything under the bed or in the closet. Yeah, it may look clean when you come do the check, but eventually you either have to clean that shit up for real, or it's gonna come spilling out. You know, and when it spills out, it's even more messier than it would have been if you just put everything away properly. And that is, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I think you and I are going to agree about Malcolm Maria a lot more than you think. And I, I don't come into I don't come into these these recordings with with preconceived expectations. Oh, I do <laughs> because some of the topics, Calvin, you be dead ass wrong. <laughs> you be dead ass wrong. I don't. Oh. Yes, I, I be right. Oh, you think I like shit. Right. Listen, I be right. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I think as I'm watching it, and I, I naturally, and I hate that I do this. Naturally, niggas are automatically wrong. <laughs> and it's up to him to talk himself out of being wrong. And I know that's problematic as shit. That's some bullshit. <laughs> that's some, that's that's, some bullshit. I know. I know. I walked into this like this nigga done fucked up. <laughs> I know. I walked into the movie. I, I, that's literally my anticipation. I was like, she ain't do shit wrong. She looks beautiful, amazing. And he did some motherfucking bullshit. And you know what? For the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was right. <laughs> I was. I was. And I was like, bro, what? Now, I don't want to give away the premise of anything because I think you sh- everybody should absolutely watch it. I want to just talk about like the dynamics of shit because- it, it, was, it was one of those things where a mistake, and this is actually very poignant to the conversation we had off wax, uh-huh. a, mis- a mistake that on the surface sh- sh- shouldn't have re- resulted in the reaction that it did. As somebody that that started off the entire thing, you know what was crazy is that we went through this I and mean, we did absolutely talk about it off wax. In hindsight, Calvin, and, ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, oh my god! Come on, wait, come ooh. on, come on, come on, come on! Listen, this train, this train may be late, but it's never on. It's, it's never on, not on time. Come on, I don't like it. Come on, oh. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me take a drink real quick. Hold on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Come on. Where's you, my? Listen. We're gonna hit the weed real quick too. Listen. Take your take your accountability juice, nigga. Mm. Uh-uh. Come to Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come, come come back to Jesus. Yep. Come on. Uh huh. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. Woo. All right. Man, you just gonna blow raspberries <laughs> in the mic, nigga. <laughs> Gil is gonna hurt you. He's gonna get he I love Gil. I I need to put eyes on Gil. I love him. Um, shout out to our engineer. Um, shout out to my mama too. She be holding it down. Ma'am, ma'am, you're not you, <laughs> you're not about to pivot out of giving me my flowers. <laughs> I'm stalling. I'm stalling like shit. Like fuck. All right. So Calvin, you were right. Ooh. How did that feel? How did that feel to say that? I don't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all, actually. But Calvin, you know what, my nigga, you were right. And in hindsight, and like after really like sitting with it, because I've been sitting on this for a while. What happened wasn't bad. Was it was not bad. And honestly, had it been like a bro chill out or a y'all calm down or anything like that, probably wouldn't even been here. You know what I'm saying? I think that because again, there's some disrespect. And that's what I saw with like Malcolm Emery. There's some disrespect here. There's some misunderstandings here. There's a lot of cross boundaries here. And that's when the tears started to flow. Like, honestly, it hit way too close to home. And it was just like, for me, all right. Had he been moving on the up and up from Jump Street, had they been moving on the up and up with each other from Jump Street, it'd have been easy to be like, I I feel the gratitude. I feel the love. I feel the understanding from you at all times. So maybe this was a Freudian slip. Maybe this was just you being caught up in the moment. You know what I mean? But you don't have history. You don't have lately or, or in the, clearly. I, I, I'm about to say like that they do have history. No, 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 no. It's, what I'm saying is that when I'm not history, that's not what I'm going to say. At that moment, you had made too many debits out of the love account and not enough deposits in order for me to lend you grace and understanding. And for, for um, Marie, the biggest night of your life, and I couldn't even get a thank you. And I think that his argument with her was, you know, his art wasn't about her. It's about a lived experience that just so happens to be something she can also relate to. But, and he felt like, bro, you're arrogant to ever assume that my art is all about you. But at the same time, she's like, I'm all you've had. So why wouldn't I get a thank you despite if I was a muse or not? You know what I mean? So despite, despite my contributions, the contributions I gave you lack or, or lack of thereof, I should have at least gotten to thank you for being fucking here. You know what this movie is about? It's not, this movie isn't about love. It's about power. Yes. So the power dynamic in that relationship is what drives it. And mm-hmm. they masquerade it in love. I truly believe. I truly believe that they still love each other. I mean, even it was shown at the end. Oh, I, I, oh, 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 I don't want to talk about the end. <laughs> but 
their relationship became a scoreboard check. Yes. More than anything else. Um, and this is part of the reason why I think the initial, yeah, the initial mistake as far as we saw in the movie was Malcolm. But the initial mistake, I think, in the, in the context before the movie probably came from Marie. I'm going to be honest with you. Being completely honest, I think that they were both absolutely right. And that brings me to my next point about relationships. I, I think they both were. I think, I think they both. I don't know if the right is the right word because I, they did. A, they, they, were, they are two sides of the same coin. Exactly. And that's why they're both correct. They're both correct. And I say that and I say that because of this. Right. You cannot tell me that I am wrong about the way I perceived your actions. Your actions to me are my reality. Okay. And there's only so many times where the intent and the actions don't align in order. And then I start questioning what I'm actually looking at in totality. If what you mean to do is never what you actually do. And I always have to find grace and understanding that's exhausting. They were both right. And on the flip side, how arrogant do you have to be to always assume that you're the only, just because you're the closest thing to my eye, you're the only thing that I see around it. And that you don't have to give me anything in order for me to just simply love you. I can't just love you. I can just choose that you're the person I want to pour into. And why is that not enough for you? They were both absolutely right about each other. It's and the reason why the reason why I think it's a power dynamic is this. I think they both wanted to exude power over the other. I think Marie found power, finds power in acts of service. Yes. So all the things that Malcolm would do for her while she was coming out of the mud that she was in. You know what I mean? Like when she was coming out of a dark place that she was in, all the things that he would do for her. She found power in that service. Like, oh my God, look at you doing these things for me. Right. And Malcolm found power in people that needed him. Because he talked about that she's not the first damaged girl that he's been with. Right. He's his words. His oh words. my God. The list of bitches he ran down, you might as well have played DMX what these bitches want. There was Brenda, Letitia, Dawn, LaShawn, IS. Really? I was like, my nigga, damn. Brenda, I met her at our ice cream yeah, party. Yeah, bro, God damn. And then you talked about how good the pussy was too. See, I'd have shot him. I would have shot him. Ma'am, 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 ma'am. <laughs> madam, madam. Anyways, so, so that power, so you could tell that they both, it stopped being about love for them and it started being about winning. Because even in the fights, it wasn't about coming to a common reconciliation. It was about winning the argument. Because let's be clear. If either one of them had a sense of selflessness, this movie would have been 20 minutes long or less. Man. You feel me? Like, I counted at least two times within the first 25 minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I would have ended that conversation right there. I went to sleep. Right there. I went to bed. 
and we would have figured the rest of this shit out in the morning. I would bat <laughs> grand opening, grand Great closing. closing. Let me tell you, but I don't but, like hold to on, argue. Hold on, hold on, Go ahead. Hold on. But both of them needed to win. And even in an argument, even 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 Malcolm said, like, you're not gonna win this with me. You don't want to play this game with me. You're not going to win it. And when he was breaking down his bitches in excruciating detail, that was his tr- his his big joker, right? He was like, "Look, like you not, like you not the best I've ever had. You not you not the only, you not the only bad bitch I've ever been with." <laughs> in, in, in layman's terms, like fuck the nerve of you to think that that this you is my only bad bitch experience. The nerve, and then like on her side of things, it's like because Malcolm's so invested in his work, her 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 trump card, her uh, her big joker was you're a fraud making him making him question that and again it was it was an attack of ego and ego and love can't really mix because love by definition is selfless love by definition is i am putting my pride aside because i care about you so enough that I am counting your feelings into the calculus of whatever I need to do. Ego is the exact opposite of that. Ego is like, no one's feelings matters more than me. So I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do, and whoever doesn't like it doesn't like it. Those two can't exist in the same spaces. And this is one of those things where they've been treading on thin ice for a while. And you know the scariest thing in the world to be? You know the scariest place in the world to be? Mm-hmm. It's, is the sound of, of sound of ice cracking and you're out, on, and you're out on, the, on the pond or you're out on the lake and you hear ice cracking. That's the scariest place to be because you know it's about to go to shit and you just hope and pray that you get back to land before it does. That's where their relationship was before we were even let into this movie. Right. And what we heard was the pond falling and breaking. And now and now you got two people who are drowning trying to save themselves by pushing the ever into the pool. I think it's humbling. Honestly. Because if you've never that is the the moment in a relationship where you decide what's what it's gonna be. What is it going to be? Because you cannot come back from that. That was a, the moment that I knew, like, he, after he listed off his bitches, I was like, oh, nigga. Because I know what I'd have done. He'd have ran into my knife. He'd have ran into my knife 10 times. Okay. And you even see, because, like, there's a moment where if you're not fully hit, you, you think that's what's going to happen. There's a moment you're like, Baby, oh. I'd have caught a murder rap so fucking quick. Some men just can't hold their arsenic. Bitch, I'd have went to jail. And like, there's and there's plenty of times in that movie when I'm looking at it from from Malcolm's point of view. There's plenty of times where like, because you were saying like, I don't like to argue. Like, there's plenty of time I would have just deaded the conversation and be like, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. And the moment that I realized that there are no wins tonight. I say, I did it. I put a period on it. The moment that I feel myself checking out, because if I and love you, the one thing I'm always going to want to be is understood. 
So I'm going to fight to understand you because I know what it feels like to never be heard and not and heard in the context that you hear it. So I'm going to fight for that. But the moment that we start trying to fight for understanding and we start attacking each other, oh, I'm tuned out because I'm getting ready to go for your mama. I'm getting ready to start talking about your diabetic aunties. I'm getting ready to talk about your dick. I'm getting ready to talk about everything that you weren't until I got here. I'm getting ready to go there. And I know that that that's really, that's fucked up. It's fucked up. Oh, absolutely. It's fucked up. Because, Man, and because, because if you go there, if you go there, if you go there with a nigga like me, like if you, if one of those things where it's like, part of the reason I don't like to argue, I don't like to argue because, <laughs> of, the fact that, because of the fact that like, once we go there, if there's anywhere I'm going to go, I'm going to take it too far. Oh, I'm taking it too far. <laughs> Baby, big mama, y'all. I'm going to go for her too, bitch. Listen. Uh, ooh, I'm taking it there. <laughs> or, or, or just some slick petty shit like, man, like, uh, I, I, y- y- your mama was right about you. Just some real, <laughs> just, and just go to sleep. Fuck, no, and, and, and the thing is, both of them kept coming back for more. There were, in that movie, there was definite time frames where both of them could have just left it alone. Dog, I was waiting for them to go to bed so bad. Took the L or took the dub. Oh, my God. And all the time, they would come back for more. That's how you know. I'm be honest. That's when, and I I think, to be transparent, I think that's when I knew it was time for me and my ex-husband to break up. There was never an argument that I wouldn't take it to the floor. Oh, I took it to the, I took this argument straight to hell. Because not only did I wanted it to end, I wanted to cut you. I found myself deliberately trying to hurt you. And there were no outs. I had to win. And, the, and that's when I knew I was choosing my ego over our relationship. Love and ego cannot coexist. They cannot. Because you literally, it, you literally, just, literally said that. So, like, if those two things are the anti of each other. Love and ego because... Love makes us choose me and you. Ego makes me choose me. And ego to me tells me that there's a lack of trust and there's a lack of understanding. And if you ever, and if you ever put me in a position where I got to choose me or you, I'm choosing me every time. Every time. Every time. Because ideally I would be choosing us. I would be choosing we. But if you put me in a position where I got to choose me or you, I'm choosing me. No I'm, matter who you are. I'm be real. I'm choosing me. If I ever got into a position where I was gonna choose me over my my situation, because it got there. It got there. And it's typically, for instance, um, an ex of mine. He was having some issues with his job. He was going back and forth with his managers. X, Y, and Z just was not right. And before me and him could discuss it, he had went into a meeting with his manager. I didn't know anything about. I knew nothing about this meeting. I guess it was impromptu. He went into a meeting with his manager and he walked out of this, man- this job without a job. He quit his job on the spot. And at the time, me and him had gotten like, I, we had some shit going on. Now's not the time to quit a job. And especially without talking to me. You, in that moment, I knew that I would always have to look out for myself. I would always have to check for your blind spots because you can make decisions without me that affect me and I think shit of it. And so when you got us in some shit that we got to get us out, out of, it's on my back too. No, you, you can never come back from that. You cannot. There's, you can't there's, come back and, there's, and there's people like that. Like I've, I've heard that situation before. I'm like, where 
where, yes, the people at your job got you fucked up, but look around, my nigga. We still, we in the middle of a whole Victory Parkway. This ain't the time. <laughs> this ain't the time to to be quitting jobs willy-nilly. Yeah. He, like, in the middle of a... <laughs> in the middle of, in the middle of a Victory Parkway, you, and I understand, like, they got you fucked up because no one quits for a job without the job having them fucked up. And I'm always going to side on, on the side of the employees because these corporations aren't people. They can all suck my dick disrespectfully. But here's the thing. When, if you, if you are by yourself, you can make that choice. Like, if you are, you, you are, but when you become, when you're no longer a sole entity, and this is something that, it's it's taken me a while to accept like like the jokes i gave you the jokes i gave y'all back in like june july like when we when we took that trip and y'all didn't officially ask me Mm -hmm. yeah there's always some truth in the jokes i was like wait whoa whoa, wait what huh like huh and just in in those things where you have where it's like you're no longer solely responsible for you and you no longer and you no longer solely answer to you right that is something that takes a while to accept especially a nigga like me who i've always had to answer for me yeah i'm am i my brother's keeper no nigga that he's a grown-ass man like ask him don't ask listen niggas with niggas know like, don't ask me about other people because I'm going to tell you to ask them. And if you can't ask them directly, you shouldn't be talking to me. I do not. Despite wherever we may end up in life, your secrets are always going to be safe with me. I don't give a fuck. There's bitches I hope I never talk to again. There's be- I promise you, don't talk to me, dog. We are cool. You got your side of the world. I got mine. There's no love lost. I just don't want to fuck with you. Seriously. There's some people that it's just like that with. But that does not mean that her tea becomes piping hot. Or your secrets stop being safe. Or the things that I know about you and your family and your background are automatically tomorrow's paper. That, yeah, no, that's... that's, that's, a, that's and for me, that's a character thing. Like, that says more a, about me. Corny. Right, and that that's says more corny. about me than it'll ever say about you. Like, your secrets are always safe with me. And I think that you build that. And so when you get into these kind of fights and arguments with the most, per- bro, your partner is the most intimate person with you, bro. They're inside of your head, your body, your mind. They know parts about you. Your girlfriends don't. So when that nigga decides to hit below the belt, it's different. Because no one can, no one can hurt you like the people you love. Listen, love is, love is like handing someone a knife and turning your back on them. And you just trust that they won't stab you with it. Because you're literally giving them the keys to hurt you. The man that I'm talking and to. And you're trusting them to just not do that. <laughs> like, that's, that's wild when you think of it, right? It's like, I'm literally telling you the deepest, darkest, scariest shit in my life. And I'm just trusting that you know what to do with it. Here's the thing. The guy that I told you about last week, right? We had a very, we're, we've had very interesting conversations and I enjoy it. Like I, I, I really, really do. And one of the most interesting conversations that I had with him, it was just like, we were talking about, I, we, I don't know how we got here, but I said, look, at the end of the day, 
If you ever wake up and decide that I am just something you no longer want to deal with, entertain, fuck with, whatever, I can do. And that's your choice. I've always believed that people have autonomy. You can choose to walk out of my life. Please do. By all means. By all means. I have two requests when you do that, though. A, don't make your decision to depart from my life about me. That was on you, my guy. Whatever decisions. And it could be saying, oh, girl, I just don't like the way her breath smells in the morning. To that bitch is a fucking piece of shit and I don't understand why anybody likes her. It could be that or it could just decide that I'm no longer, you don't want the responsibility of what it's like to date a woman like me. I get it. I completely get it. Whatever decisions you make in wanting to end the interactions that you and I have with each other, you need to set my black ass down as gently as you pick my ass up. You don't get to damage me on the way out the door. Because I promise you, the first time I left peacefully, the second time I'm bringing hell. Leave me alone. Be- I'm kicking shit. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching shit, breaking shit, uh, busting. <laughs> I'm going to go. You're going to go full Jasmine Sullivan on this shit. I'm going to bust the windows out of your car, not metaphorically, literally. Because honestly, I think that sometimes you motherfuckers really forget that there is crazy out there. And a lot of you niggas talk about crazy without experiencing crazy. So I'm going to tell you right now that I don't have all the screws. And a lot of times, God bless my friends because they talk me out of doing some dumb ass shit. Y'all talk me off the a lot of different ledges. A lot. Especially because I always have bail money and an amazing lawyer. So, like, I just, I, I don't see myself doing much of anything for, for much of anything. Don't fucking play with me. And I give you ample opportunities to not play with me. So when bullshit be happening and I'm expected to act like bullshit don't be happening, it pisses me off. Because you had an opportunity to not get there. Of all the decisions, like... And I think that's also why it fucks with me. Because before you decided disrespect, before you chose that, you had other options. And that's what you went for. Fuck that. And not only did you have options before you had me fucked up, you had an opportunity to simply not have me fucked up. So, yeah. Yeah. I can't. Not this time around. I'm too old for that shit. Leave me the fuck alone. And if you feel like I'm too much or I'm asking for too much or the standards or whatever, whatever, whatever it is that you feel your, whatever thoughts you fill your head with that justify wanting to get the fuck away from me, that's quite okay. Just don't damage me on your way out the door. You can have what you want and also leave me at peace. That's, all, that's all I we ask. Don't, we don't hold hostages where I'm from. Yeah, nah, niggas are absolutely welcome. And that goes for any fucking body. Romantic, platonic whatever business whatever nobody has to be here to stay nobody and i know that sounds really callous i know it does but if the if my existence is causing you strife in any fucking way it behooves you to get the fuck away from me i don't take that personal even the baby could have bad vibes the baby (laughs) bro you think kiddo don't be kiddo pissed me off today nigga today Matter of fact, hey, tell that nigga he got to respond to my he got to respond to my voicemail because I left that nigga a whole voicemail. And he ain't called me back. He had me hot today, boy. We gonna fight. Listen on all wax. Next time I see that little nigga, I'm gonna hit him in his I'm hit him in his chest because we, we got to fight. You gonna anyway. see him tomorrow? You gonna see? Oh, you gonna see him tomorrow? He can't be. Listen, oh, listen. Ooh. 
Ooh, mm-mm. Just a little, just a little, a little, little razzle dazzle. Yeah, little, little you, that nigga need his ass whoops. He got me, he got me tree fucked up. Anyway, but that's what I'm saying. Every, even my child can go sometimes. You, kiddo is not here right now. I needed some space. You got to go to your grandma's house or something. You done pissed me off. And before I take it there, I'm going to get you up with, see, that's the thing. If I'm asking you for space, if I'm deliberately asking you for space, it's the warning before I cut your ass out. Again, which just shows that both Malcolm and Marie could have ended this movie at any point. Yeah, them niggas high key hated each other. But I don't see how I don't, I don't think they had each It's codependency. That's what it is. They, they, they are dependent on each other in all the unhealthy ways because, like, they're fighting for control. They're fighting each other, but they also the, the things that was said in that movie, you can't really come back from. But yeah. they came back from to either to, 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 to make up, to, to get some more argument in. Like, they're, they're codependent on each other. And I'm trying to talk about it without really spoiling it, but you but if you see if you saw the previews, imagine a hour and forty five minutes of that. I mean, like, if anybody's been in a serious relationship, you've had an hour and forty five minutes of you niggas getting at each other. I see, and that's the thing. I haven't had that because oh, well, I will stop arguing. I was married. I will Wait, where the fair. fuck was that nigga going? Where the fuck fair. was that nigga going? Fair. And and I understand I understand the difference because as for me and mine, we live together. That, so no, that nigga. Yeah, lived. like nigga. So if that, if that ever got to that point, nigga, one of us got to go home. <laughs> nigga, matter of fact, you stay here. I'm gonna go somewhere. <laughs> you, you, you figure because it's draining. That energy is is draining. draining. After a really tough conversation, I am exhausted. You just want to be like I take a nap right here. Like it's draining, and so for me, I'm always listen. I choose peace. So if I feel like you are not also choosing peace, I'm gonna choose to get the fuck, and you can do whatever you need to do until you're ready to choose peace as well, because my blood pressure cannot afford to be going up high. For no real reason. I got enough of real reasons. I don't need to make up shit. You know? I choose peace. Woosa. Woosa. What's next, my guy? So. Um, what, what's, what's next on this here uh, special Valentine's Day episode? Um, we are going to go to. You know what? Explaining. Hold on. Sports. Hold go on. Ahead. Wait. Real quick. While we're still on like the whole love topic in Valentine's Day. The only time men stay out of women's business is around Valentine's Day. I stay out of women's business a lot. Yeah, but the only time y'all be like, bro, that's a bitch holiday. Like, it's Valentine's Day. Especially single niggas or niggas who are hoeing and don't want to just have a main or they don't want to do shit. They be like, bro, nah, I'm not chilling. That's for women. Yeah, now it's for women because you ain't got no pussy lined up. Anyway. Continue. You want to explain the sports? <laughs> You're not just going to say that and then walk over that. Anyway, so as someone who for the majority of Valentine's Day was single because, you know, life is life. Very, 
You want to talk about some shit I can't tweet that's super problematic? Oh, absolutely. Can we get into the shit I can't tweet real quick? Oh, yes. Well, let me, I, I, I got segue. you first. I, I, I got oh, you yeah. first. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect segue. We can talk about your little you, sports. I got, you, I got you first. Hold on. As, as, as someone who was single on Valentine's Day, I used to love, 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 whenever to go out to whatever event was on Valentine's Day. Oh, because, yeah. Because you know anyone who's Anyone who's at that event is single, lonely, and probably a little horny. And so you're just like, you go in there because you're also a single, lonely ass nigga. And, and I put it like this. It was a recipe for whatever you wanted it to be for that night. Because you're dealing with people at their, at their, at their most emotionally vulnerable. Because half of them are... Are either single, bitter, but they they finally the singleness really set in when they saw all their homegirls getting gifts and shit, and and they just got their little uh you know their little vibrator, their little uh you know a tachi one or whatever. First thing. Secondly, some of them thought they were in relationships, and then they realized they were a side chick. I'm gonna be real. Everybody has had a case of mistaken side chick syndrome. Everybody. Because niggas, <laughs> niggas are liars. So sometimes, I'll be real, as a bitch who's been an accidental side chick, absolutely. Are niggas liars or did you just fill in the blanks without actually... No, 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 no. Do I look like the kind of bitch who assumes a relationship? No. So, no. That wasn't the case at all. But no, hell no. As somebody who was just like thinking that niggas are you're more to a nigga than what he actually was then yeah i've absolutely found out on valentine's day this wasn't that but i also also had plenty of reasons to believe that it was that based upon what i was told so niggas are liars liars the only only thing there's the only thing worse than finding out your nigga has a side chick is finding out that you are the side chick (laughs) all right calvin (laughs) It's just like I be triggered like, enough. <laughs> you, I, you, you thought we pulled out your driveway? No, we still park, baby. We still park. Um, and so, but yeah, like as, when I was single, and val- Valentine's Day was great for me because if if there was an event to be had, whether it was a happy hour, whether it was a Saturday kick it, whatever little day party, whatever the fuck, because you know niggas, you know all the promoters in the city ain't just gonna not do something on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day could be on Monday fucking night. They figure out some shit to do. Oh, yeah. I pull up because anyone who's out that night <laughs> is single. Because if you weren't single, you'd be with your nigga. Not here. You know, I agree. I totally agree. But you know what? Even when single or not single, I've had very special Valentine's Days. Oh, my God. I've had Valentine's Day that was just romantic as shit. I've had Valentine's Day where I spent with the girls. I've had Valentine's Day I spent by myself. I always get my son a present for Valentine's Day because I want him to know that, like, I want him to understand that the existence of love outside of romance is still important. And not that my parents didn't show me that, but watching my dad buy my mom something for Valentine's Day was like, damn, like understanding that my parents are a couple. You know, my dad always got me a present for Valentine's Day. It's until I started fucking. He stopped doing that shit. But (laughs) he... You know, my dad always got me a present for Valentine's Day. I was always at least a, a bouquet of flowers or something. He always does something. And I just think that it's important to show yourself some fucking love. Like, show yourself some love. Um, 
moving right along to the shit I cannot tweet. Calvin. Mm-hmm. It's actually two things. The first one is I actually was last night, I was kind of doing my homework, zoning out a little bit, and I started watching Soul Food again. I'm like, oh, this is a classic. This is that's a classic. I could put this on and zone out, right? Bro, Soul Food is a wild ass movie. Wild. You know where you know when any movie where the real vil- villain is sodium? It's, <laughs> Bro, it's a wild movie. First of all, I'm a, I'm a, I made a list. I made a list. And I'm going to start from the coolest of the hot takes to the warmest. It's about five of them. Okay. Give or take. Give or take. The first one. Bird should have never married Lim. Never. Ever, ever. The nigga did not have a job. Your sister paid for your entire wedding. Okay. That tacky ass shit. We going to get there. And he's a convicted felon as well. He doesn't have a fucking job. Let's start there. You married a nigga without a job, Tommy. Now, the convicted felon part actually doesn't bother me. It just doesn't. I'm going to be real. I've got. I almost almost said something, but. Oh, you was getting ready to go there. But that part honestly does not bother me. The part that bothers me about it is that he was unemployed. He was broke and unemployed. In my head, that's three strikes. <laughs> that's three strikes. Like, what are you doing? And you married him. Okay, maybe, maybe. But he lived with his mama, but he treat me like a king. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe it's one of those. Like, I don't know. He may put it down. I don't fucking know. Number one. Number two. Big mama. Was too damn old for that shit. And I know we get on black men a lot for not going to the doctor. We do. Right, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Like- right, because black men absolutely need to go to the doctor. But there's also something to be said about our elders and the matriarchs of our family who believe in holistic medicine. And I do too. I absolutely do. I do. I am not a huge fan of medicine. I'm not a huge, especially painkillers. I am not a huge fan of, of medicine at all. I think that the body, a healthy body will heal itself. I truly, truly do. So I try to start with, and I know ironically enough, I'm talking about diet, but the stuff that I actually intake is very healthy for me because I know I don't eat like I'm supposed to. So you got to do both though. Because in order to know what you're treating, you got to know what you're treating. So I think that there's something to be said about the big mamas in our lives and the big mamas who don't like going to the doctor. I have a grandmother who hates, hates the doctors. She will not go. We like book her appointments and take her. And she's like, well, I got something for that. Of course you do. And we trust that. But this this couple with that gives us allows the people around you to love you a little bit longer. You take care of you, so we can take care of you too. They, that scene kind of pissed me off because I feel like her needing her amputation would have been prevented had she just took care of herself. And you can't. And also, and also, sometimes like even with the holistic shit, and I know like, and part of it is you know be be just uh, medical racism that is still very much real. I get all of that. But there's certain shit 
that holistic remedies can't replace. Like if you if you got something that you need an antibiotic for, you just got an antibiotic, nigga. Like there's you can't vitamin your way my nigga, out of a, go, out of an antibiotic. Go nigga. get your like, go to the fucking doctor. You know what I'm saying? And I know that saying going to the doctor is a privilege, especially because a lot of the matriarchs in our family, they've never like honestly, your great great grandmother does not have a job. Never had a job. And if she's still on her husband's pension, money, whatever the case may be, you can only pray that there's a a good enough or substantial enough health care for her, health care coverage for her. You can only pray that she's also being supplemented, like by, you know, AARP or whatever. You know, you can only pray that she's handling that kind of business. But sometimes I feel like we should take, like, we could do a better job of taking care of the people who always take care of us. And I'm kind of mad at their, her 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 daughters because y'all niggas are in this woman's house every fucking Sunday. Birds, you and your broke ass husband live with this woman and ain't nobody making her go to the doctor? Nobody's asking? Hell nah. And maybe I'm reading too much into that because I take care of my parents. So, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of bird. <laughs> Number three. On my hot takes about soul food. <laughs> Samuel would have had me whenever he wanted, however he wanted, whenever he wanted. I would have earned that nickname Bird, okay? For the shit I'd have done for Samuel. That nigga didn't even want to be your nigga. He just wanted to take care of you. He just went, bro, Samuel is the love of her life, bro. <laughs> That nigga so smooth, he got you a job, and you got your nigga a job at his fucking company? Bitch, have you lost your mind? I would, you want to talk about Ari's tale? I would be willing to let him talk to me however the fuck he wanted. Bro, what? I would have wrote lemonade after fucking with Samuel. He would have had my nose open. No, ain't no motherfucking way. Bird was a dummy bitch. Because, and you know what? I'm going to be real. And maybe this is just because I don't think I see myself getting married again right now. But I will never. There is a man in my life. He's not going anywhere. Nowhere. He is. No, he's known me for years. Years. He's got years in the game with me. And he met me as literally a little ass girl running around the city and to who I'm trying to become right now. And he's always been there. He's seen me through a, a one marriage. He's probably seen me through my next. Like I'll probably never, even if we stop fucking a day, like I would never, he's not going anywhere. That's who Samuel is to bird. That's who she should have had that nigga ass. Someone that you call in a pinch when your one plus one's not equal to with the nigga you chose to be committed with. Every girl needs one. And I know how that sounds. And it's not infidelity because I'll never fuck with you. And I'll hit you on the side to see how life is going and how the kids and all that kind of shit. But like, yeah, as far as me cutting you off, no. You'll always be right there. Because the moment I need you, you're right there. And the moment you need me, I'm there too. But then bounce. And you're always going to respect my relationship and respect what I got going on. But yeah. Everybody needs one. Everybody. You need a down bitch too. Not you specifically. You're no. But every nigga needs a, at least a down bitch. Somebody that I know. She's not my best friend because I fucked her. So of course you can't be my best friend. But you're somebody who I'm just never gonna let go of. 
It works. I mean, I know you're going to disagree with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say be very careful about forever niggas. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. It's like he's not a side nigga. It's not that. It's not that. It's a nigga that I know will always have my best interest at heart. Always. You're always going to ride for me. You're always going to love me. I'm always going to love you. We just can't be together for whatever fucking God forbid reason. We can't be together. It would make no sense for us to be together, but I love you. And you're always going to have a part of my heart. Somebody who can tell you when you're wrong about how you're approaching your nigga. Hey, l- listen, my, my old nigga has absolutely given me relationship advice because he knows exactly why he wouldn't be in a relationship with me. And he would give me advice on how to be a better person because of those things. It makes no sense. And it's probably borderline like fucked up. But yeah, it is. It, it it's absolutely borderline is, fucked I, up. It absolutely. I don't is. have. I don't have the energy or the wherewithal to tell you why it's fucked. Oh, up. Oh yeah, but just it's know. absolutely fucked up. I didn't say it was innocent. I did not say it was innocent. I said, but it exists. And yeah, he knows exactly who he is. I know exactly. Who he is. <laughs> 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 Woo. He ain't going nowhere. He's not going anywhere. Never mind. Next hot take before I get mad. (laughs) My last and final. (laughs) The hot. Actually, no. My second to last hot take, because I said five. My second to last hot take is this. Terry was never the villain. Terry was the person that Big Mama knew she needed. And when Big Mama eventually passed on, that she knew that if she was at least successful, she would take care of everybody else. Terry is that character. We all, if you're not the Terry in your family, you know the Terry of your family. Terry is under immense amount of pressure. She's got pressure from Big Mama's bills, her sister's fucking bills, this one's hating, and I got to hear from the bitch that can cook. Bitch, the only thing that you do is can't have kids and fucking cook. And also, your husband was my ex-boyfriend? And you got the audacity to talk shit about me? You sit up in this high and mighty castle, pregnant, barefoot, with your feet propped up because you were fucking my nigga first? Whew. Terry, supervillain origin story was that shit. And honestly, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. I understand Terry. I know Terry's. Like, bro, you know that if you fail, so does everybody else around you. That's pressure. So for her to be a little bitchy about having to spend money she shouldn't have to have, I understand. Terry was not wrong. She was, as an adult, Terry was not wrong, bro. No, absolutely not. Are you ready for my hottest take, Calvin? I honestly probably not, but sure. Go, go for it. <laughs> Cousin Faith wasn't wrong. <laughs> Excuse me? I beg your nigga pardon? Cousin Faith was not wrong. <laughs> now, now hear me out. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. Now, would I have I done it? No. Let me be clear. <laughs> would I have done it? Absolutely not. No. I would not have done it. But hear me out. Cousin Faith is... 
the loose cannon. She's the girl who never got it figured out, never has her shit together, never has it on, never has it done. Never, like, it's never done. You are literally the family expects not shit from you. But we love you because we can see what you can be. So when you do try and you have those bursts of, I'm trying, I got it, I'm trying, I've got it. We're, we're, we hold back our excitement because we don't want to be disappointed, but we don't also don't want you to think that we're not rooting for you. And that's who the fuck Cousin Faith is, okay? Now, Terry, we understand that she's not wrong, but she's also a bitch. And you stop showing up for your husband and you stop, probably stop fucking him. Obviously, y'all weren't fucking. And you crush his dreams. If anybody watches Power, you started to low key like degrade everything around you because you were pissed off about shit that if Terry would have just set boundaries with her family, she probably wouldn't be as miserable. So I'm not saying that Terry isn't wrong for her attitude, but her actions were absolutely fucked up. And it took a toll on her marriage. Miles is a piece of shit. And the energy that Terry had for Miles, I mean, had for, for Cousin Faith should have been, honestly, more so her husband. But misogyny is misogyny. And pick me, gonna pick me. And of course, it's easier to hate this bitch than it is to hold your husband accountable. And I think she did it because she absolutely tried to stab niggas. I don't blame her, by the way. I just see both sides of these women. Cousin Faith, honestly, it's like low-key kind of Terry's fault. Because <laughs> why the fuck would you have your single, hot-in-the-ass-ass cousin underneath the roof with your actually miserable-ass husband? How arrogant do you have to be to believe that that nigga not going to at least sniff her ass? No. As a person who was married and, had, and took in a cousin Faith, so to speak, and had her ass up underneath my husband, I saw that shit firsthand. And before it could go there, I kicked her ass out. No. You got a month. I didn't kick her out, but I absolutely put a date on it. You got 30 days. You can't be up underneath my husband. No. <laughs> it's like, listen. It's kind of like. How, how loyal is a hungry dog? Hear me. And I'm not saying that the niggas are not shit. I'm not saying that. But Cousin Faith, looking at Cousin Faith, she was doing exactly what the fuck we all knew she was going to do. Cousin Faith is a hoe. She's going to do that. Uh, no, no, no. Doing, she was doing the shit that we see in porn storylines all the she time. She was, honestly, she did not. She was doing exactly what the fuck you knew she was going to do. So I don't understand why your motherfuckers was, why y'all were so surprised. She's a broke hoe. It's not, excuse me. It's not even like she's a hoe with like direction. Or a hoe with <laughs> <laughs> She's just a hoe in the wind. <laughs> like you were a hoe with nothing else better to do than be a hoe. And you let that shit around your uh, your horny, unsatisfied, disappointed ass, unmotivated ass husband. He did what the man, fuck he did best. Man, man ain't bust a nut that wasn't on his own volition in about a year. He's just over here like. He's pissed off and every time he tries to come with you about his emotions you shut him down and you demean him i'm not saying he was right i'm saying i understand like i said before like listen like how loyal is a hungry dog going to sometimes be? we be putting niggas oh my god not before valid if, if if a hungry dog sometimes we as women put men in some very interesting positions 
Thank you. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so happy you said Sometimes, that. Sometimes, because you know what? Looking back on some of the bullshit I've done, I have put some niggas in some very, very, very peculiar, immature ass positions. Honestly, just to see what the and, fuck you was going to do. And then would gaslight us when we say, whoa, what the fuck is this? And it's like, man, you bugging. That ain't shit. Like, nah, whatever you think you happen or whatever you think you're seeing, nah, that ain't shit. Like, like, nigga, I'll, I'll shoot this whole bitch up and we're going to have to explain it to Jesus later because excuse me, motherfucker. Listen, there's been plenty of times in my previous life, because I am delivered now, in my previous life, mm. where because mm-hmm. you know me, I'm super observant, where I scoured the situation and I'm like, one plus one ain't equaling two. The math is not mathing. And then, because you know me, we come with my glasses, my calculator, like, hold on, sis. Listen, you told me that one plus one equal two. I'm seeing one plus starfish equal LeBron James. Explain this. And, and you, then you do tell me I'm bugging or you tell me I'm tripping. Ma'am, I don't know what you think you know about me, but I am crazy. <laughs> and, and you know please. what's crazy? I I, I don't have to check you. I don't have to personally be the one to check you in order to check you. There's, listen, I, shout out to this one friend I have. Um, we were dealing with each other in, in one, of my, one of my patented situationships, right? And we ended much better than we had any right to. And here's why. Because there's plenty of times I'm pretty sure she won to whoop my ass. And there was plenty of times where I'm pretty sure I wanted to whoop her ass. But we both knew that the moment one of us made the call on the other, that it would turn into Peter and the fucking fighting chicken with all of our homies and our homegirls. That, like, because if we put that green light out on, like, no, no, shorty got me fucked up. Like, deal with it. That neither one of us could move safely in the city until we resolved it. So we looked at it, we looked at each other and was like, I'ma tuck it because of what we call mutually assured destruction. To give you a, a definition of what mutually assured destruction means, we know the United States of America has nuclear bombs. Do we not? Yeah. We also know that Russia has nuclear bombs and China has nuclear bombs. So the reason why we don't bomb the fuck out of these other countries is because we know these countries will bomb the fuck out of us and everybody would die. That is the scenario that I was dealing with with this young lady. Smart woman, wonderful woman, beautiful woman. A hood right though. And, oh my fucking God. But listen, I also was a very intelligent nigga who was with all the stupid shit. So we was literally looking at each other like, we would say this, like, I, we would say this while cuddled up with each other. That's how crazy we were. We was like, don't listen, I would hate to have to call my homegirls because they would hurt you. And she was like, yeah, like, I feel you. But like, you know, my, you know, my cousins, we all got that one cousin that like, he don't ask questions. He just make everybody strip and rob them. She, I mean, she got she got them niggas too. So it was just one of those things. We literally would talk to each other about the, how we could ruin each other's lives, and because we would talk about it like that, we just didn't do it. I, you know what? I'm glad that a couple of my cousins found God. So I would feel really terrible putting them in that kind of position because maybe they would take it there. See, a couple of my a couple of my niggas found God. A couple of my niggas found the plug. 
It is what it and is. And they both go up and it's stuck. As a matter of fact, in my last little breakup, my mama ran her fucking mouth and it got back. Because of course she did. Of course she did. And that shit got back and my phone started ringing and I had to do a little bit more explaining than I wanted to. There were niggas on the way. I had to. I remember. It was I remember. Bad. It was bad. I rem- No, remember that time where me and you walked into Tina's? Ooh. And like Ooh. one of one of your friends mm. I got snatched up immediately. Gr- gr- grabbed both of us actually. He was like Oh my god. He was cuz at first I think he didn't know me for Riffer so he thought so he was like is this is this is this is this buddy and you was like no. This is not buddy. This is Diddy. Oh. Diddy's Cool. Oh and so, God. and so he literally, and so he literally explained how one of our friends, which, by the way, this did not happen. It this did, was the case of, it, it honestly did not. Case, it did not happen. This was the case of mistaken identity, which was perfect because you and our mutual friend were not in good terms. We were at not time. speaking. But this was one of those things where it's like, hey, I heard that so and so did some wild shit. To to one of my homegirls, and like we're both like nah. nah, like not only we not just saying that because that's our nigga, like we saying that because we were there, we were with him the entire time. We ain't see none of that shit that you are describing. We not calling no one a liar, but we just saying he didn't do it, <laughs> and he was, and we're literally like explaining this to him, and like he's like. In the most respectful way I could say on this here platform, without getting anyone jammed up, this man was ready for whatever came with a phone call to certain individuals. He wanted the and, smoke, maybe. And this and this was not limited to the Cincinnati city limits. It was I not know that much. Because that nigga asked for my his and honestly, me and this individual were B thing at the time. I had honestly, I wouldn't have been wrong. I would not have been wrong at all. But you I, would have been wrong because it wouldn't have been the reason that that you know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like if if a nigga if a nigga robbed you, but he's on trial for like murdering someone else he didn't murder. Yeah, does he deserve the jail time? Probably, but he didn't do that particular crime. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about that. I, I just woo. Anyway, I'm just glad that nigga common sense prevailed. And it didn't go there because it absolutely would have. So I just, I don't know, Calvin. Oh, <laughs> listen, like I said before, I am thankful to have friends in high places and low places who on both sides will do what's needed to be done when it's needed to be do it. done. Because I know, knock on wood, I'm saying knocking on my wood here, if there's any reason that I was in trouble, I have both. I have the lawyers. I have the people who give me the bail money, and I have the people to, to go do whatever they need to do on the other side. Because God <laughs> has blessed me in that in that area. I have multiple lawyers on speed dial. <laughs> I'm like, hey, um, which which one should I call for this one? Because God is good. Yes, He is. So that is my final hot take. Cousin Faith was just doing what the fuck cousin faves of y'all lives do. And y'all know exactly. She just didn't show like, did she cross a boundary? Yes. Does she need her ass whooped? Yes. Yes, absolutely. But she didn't fall below my expectations. I looked at her and I said, oh, that's a hoe. Yeah. Why would I ever allow her around my man? 
No. And and honestly, she should have stayed at Big Mama house. Big Mama's the one that welcomed her in. Why I got to take her in? Not around my husband. She could be around this old ass Uncle Pete. <laughs> Uncle Pete. <laughs> <laughs> you get Uncle Pete, you get Big Mama, and you get Bird and Limb broke ass. I'm not letting it go. She married a nigga that didn't have a job. So, like, no. Uh-uh. Not letting it go. That's y'all fault. Y'all mismanaged the woman who's told y'all exactly who she is every time she shows up. Every time the wind blows her ass through Big Mama's door, y'all know exactly what the fuck to expect from her. And you had the audacity to put that single hot pussy ass bitch in front of your hungry dog. Oh, no. You 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 gave you put that, that man. So remember them challenges. And this is the last point on it where we will put babies in front of food and tell them don't touch it. Yeah. And then just walk away and record it. Yeah. And and you know that baby hungry, uh-huh. it's about time for him to be that's the same shit. You put you put a whole steak in front of this nigga and, and told him not to eat it. And he just looking at you like, but you not feeding me this steak right here. What you want a nigga to do? You want me to just starve off of principle? No. no. And nobody's gonna do that. Nobody's doing that. Nobody. No, not a soul. Not a soul is going to do that. And the fact that you didn't have any ex... Ooh, child, I can go on for, for dear life. All I'm saying is that, yes, you are the victim. But I think we should all take into account of how we play into our own bad luck sometimes. Listen, there's, <laughs> we definitely play a role in our own bad luck because it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, what did you expect to happen? Like, even the best case scenario isn't that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you're you're really dealing with a low a low reward, high risk situation, and that's not how we win. I agree, Calvin. Would you like to explain the sports? Yeah, um, Super Bowl happened. Listen, the Super Bowl was so boring; it forced me to have an actual real nigga conversation <laughs> with emotions and shit. Well, fuck you. You know I'm a crybaby. <laughs> so, so what happened is racism won again, y'all. Uh, Tom Maga Brady, because he has been documented with a Make America Great Again hat in his locker room. That's, this is back before Trump did all the other bullshit, but he was an early adopter. And also, it's really weird to be a fan of a politician. I voted for, but listen, Obama was our, you know, we had the merch, but I only had the merch the first time. And the second time, I was just like, I'm going to vote for the nigga. We don't have Biden merch because we don't really rock with that nigga like that because he's a politician to do a job. You niggas who, who worship Trump, and y'all probably don't listen to this podcast because this podcast is is ran by a couple black millennials. We know you don't like those Niggas as fuck, bro. Niggas as um, fuck. You niggas idolize this nigga. It's weird. Really weird. Stop doing that. But Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl trophy beating the young goat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. What is important about this is a Tom Brady won his first six rings with the, with with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And so pe- the question was, okay, who's really more responsible for the success? Is it is it um, Brady or the Belichick? It, it's kind of like if peanut butter and jelly were beefing. About who's a more influential part of a PB and J sandwich, right? And then peanut butter and jelly break up; they go their separate ways. And in this case, Thomas peanut butter and Bill Belichick is is jelly. Mm-hmm. Follow me. 
trying to use food analogy because sometimes my my Beyonce analogies be off. So so Tom and Tom and Bill Belichick are peanut butter and jelly, a classic sandwich that's so great. Even a nigga with a nut allergy can acknowledge how how much the PB and J has impacted the culture, right? Because mm-hmm. you may be broke as a joke, you can still afford a peanut butter and jelly. So. So the, so so after the six rings, they go their separate ways because Belichick wants to kind of you know retool. Brady doesn't think he's done. So the peanut butter and the jelly move on. The jelly tries to do some other shit with to be another jelly sandwich with some other shit. Let's say the jelly tries to rebrand instead of using peanut butter, it uses like a plain ass jelly sandwich. You feel me? Which it's okay, but like no one's really hungry for a plain ass jelly sandwich right you feel me like if you add maybe if you add like some jelly to like a bacon egg and cheese or something maybe we also <laughs> but belichick didn't really have that same level of team so it was a plain ass jelly sandwich and let's say time the peanut butter just goes to tampa bay which is the bananas and so now he's a peanut butter banana sandwich you feel me mm-hmm. like not as iconic as the pb and j but a peanut butter banana sandwich got fans calvin I have to pause you for just a second because, bro, my heart is. Bro, Lori Harvey just said that she loves Michael B. Jordan, bro. Love. Love. Yeah, nah. Y'all gonna have to respect my privacy at this time. I wish you could see me rolling my eyes right now. I wish you could. Yeah, dog. She out the game. No, she's not. Lori Harvey's not out of the game. She Lori never Harvey says she loves anybody. Lori Harvey is the game. Go ahead, Calvin, man. Anyways, before I was rudely interrupted by you thinking you had a chance with Michael B. Jordan. Anyways, so. Okay. <laughs> we, listen, Michael B. Jordan just started lighting black woman again last week. So, like, relax. Anyways, so Tom Brady moved on to Tampa Bay. So he's a peanut butter and banana sandwich now. And peanut butter and banana sandwich out here moving, out here doing their units. And so if, and so his uh, playoff run, he went against uh, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes to win. So that would be like in a singing battle. Or that'd be like in a comedy battle. That'd be like if, uh, if um, Richard Pryor in a comedy battle, went against Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, and Eddie Murphy, and beat their ass in, like, a comedy-style battle. That's, like, that's impressive, impressive. That's, like, that's, like, you know what I'm saying? That's, like, a, 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 a greatest voice of all time tournament. And Whitney is going against Aretha, uh, she's going against Mariah, she's going against Brandy, and just knocks the floor out of all them niggas. Typical goat shit, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. And so now the debate is, it's not. It's it's Tom Brady. Not just the goat of all goats in football. Is he the goat of all goats in sports? Period. And the answer is a, resounding, nah. is a resounding no. Mediocre white men gonna continue to be mediocre white men until they can't be mediocre white men no more. Let me tell you. Now something. they now, banned. Now, uh, now Tom Brady is not a mediocre white. He man. is. He is. He is the best quarterback to ever play the game of football. I know you don't do the sports, but I need you to listen. 
Tom Brady may be a lot of things. He is not a mediocre white man when it comes to his job. Was the ball deflated or not? This ball was not deflated. Okay. I'm going to mind my bit. I really don't know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. You don't. You don't at all. That's why I'm like, you just pulling the two <laughs> things you remember and just pulling it out your ass. Nigga, fuck you. That's literally it. <laughs> so, but obviously he's not the goat of all goats because Tom Brady's accomplishments still come within a team aspect, right? He needs he needs the niggas to block for him. He needs niggas to catch the ball. He needs to do he needs niggas to do all the things that the Chiefs did not do for young Patrick Mahomes. You feel me? Young Patrick Mahomes, imagine if Beyonce was Beyonce, but instead of Kelly and Michelle, she had um she had like I was about to say three LW behind her. <laughs> <laughs> no more nigga. I'm t- I'm- I'm tired of the promises, promises, promises. I'm dead. So imagine if Beyonce was still Beyonce, but instead of Kelly and Michelle, she had the two cheetah girls we don't know their names. Because <laughs> we know Adrian, we know Adrian Byline, we know Raven. I, nigga, I, you can pay me to know the two names of other girls. All right. So that's what Patrick Mahomes was dealing with here. He, like, his, his entire offensive line was decimated. Uh, he was running around for his goddamn life. And. He just, he ain't have it that night. You know what I'm saying? He, you know what I mean? But Tom Brady did Tom Brady things. It was a very boring ass Super Bowl because I know how boring it was because I spent the second half of it talking to you about some real shit. And usually I am, you know how boring a sporting event has to be for me to just Excuse not. Excuse me? <laughs> Nigga, don't insult me like that. <laughs> I'm not insulting you. I'm insulting the sports. Because there's been plenty of times, and, and again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. There's been plenty of times where everyone who knows me knows that, like, I, I'm going to talk to Calvin after the game. Yeah. That's how I feel about you. Like, I'm going to talk know, to you like, I know I got your attention, because this ain't it. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you when I, after the game. Everyone, whether it's you, whether it's Beloved, whether it's any of our friends, whether it's any of the friends I have that don't know me. Any, listen, I've had, I've had other people tell me. Like, hey, man, we just I really hope LeBron wins this so you can stop being stressed. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. Tell that nigga to get it together. Like, just that's how I am. We all have our things. I don't I'm not going to wait until a minute before uh, Grey's Anatomy starts and say, can we talk? No, that's fucked up. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait till um, whatever. I'm not going to wait till uh, Love and Hip Hop or whatever shows right. that. I'm not gonna wait till a minute before that. Be like, I really just wanted to talk. No, you be like, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, respectfully, all right, I feel you. So you know how a bad, and this is not just a normal game because even in the regular season, I probably, you know, what I'm saying, be, be more likely to pay attention. You know how boring the Super Bowl has to be for me to be like, no, nah, this needs my attention now. Like, we need to discuss this now. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's how that was, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get some flack for this. But listen, you know, everybody who knows me knows that I, I am there and I love y'all. But I, you need me at my full attention. Do not try to talk to me during an important sporting event because I can't DVR the shit. It's not like I can't avoid spoilers because it's live. The way I feel about it is this: Do I clearly? I don't give a shit about Tom Brady. I do, I do not. I'm so sorry. It's just not in my wheelhouse. Um, shout out to Travis Kelsey and his fine ass girlfriend. Fine. Travis. Oh, in the middle of Black History Month? I'm so sorry. That man is fine. <laughs> no shame. Out here lusting over, the, lusting over the goddamn oppressor in the middle of Black History Month. I, y'all should be ashamed. Oh, my God. 
That man is fucking fine. Anyway, so I just think that, in all honesty, it kills me that, yes, y'all have to, when we're talking about the greatest athletes of all time, of course you're going to sneak in fucking Tom Brady. And yes, to me, he's mediocre when I think of the ways that y'all have stepped on the likes of Serena Williams and Simone Biles. How y'all step on athletes who have gone above and beyond every trap and, and, and bullshit you've thrown at them. Tom Brady was like American's golden boy. And if Tom Brady ran for president, he would get overwhelming. He might be the bipartisan choice. It's Tom Brady. Not now. But before we figured out who the fuck he actually was, absolutely, Tom Brady would be, absolutely be the bipartisan choice. It's Tom fucking Brady. You know, you know who would be the real bipartisan choice? And I'm saying this, and if it comes back to bite me, I'm sorry. Who? The Rock. Yes. Black people love The Rock. White people love The Rock. Absolutely. We probably going to end up having to apologize for going up for this nigga because I feel something problematic in the works. But I feel like he's probably a Republican. I on honestly the think I'm going to regret even going. I stop advocating for anybody at this point. Y'all all embarrassing. Man, you know how bad I want to stand for Tay Money, but I'm waiting for her to slip up and say nigga. I am waiting. But in the meantime, I'm going to shake my ass like, whoa. Like, baby, what? Anyway. I don't even know who Tay Money is. I love that oh. little white bitch. I really do. I love her. I love her. As a black man, you can't show love to no white person, no white woman too out loud. It's dangerous. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But yeah, that's my point. So it's hard for me to sit here and be like, Tom Brady, when it comes, but you have Serena Williams, who you niggas deliberately undermine every chance you get, every chance, excuse me, every chance you get, y'all undermine Serena Williams. She's not good enough. She's not this enough. She's not that enough. She's not, y'all, y'all, you make, y'all always change the goalposts when it comes to black athletes. You didn't have to do that. You're not going to do that to Tom Brady. So I would really question and wonder what Tom Brady would be had he had to jump to the same kind of hoops that uh, athletes of color and black athletes and black women athletes has had to run to. Could he honestly withstand the pressure? Because Tiger Woods half and half ass cracked. Tiger Woods didn't want to be black. Man, y'all made Tiger Woods want to get some outside pussy like he smacked a baby in the face. Exactly. Because he cheated cheated on a white woman. He had to retire from... He had to take a break from the game of golf. Because he got some pussy. Because he got some pussy. Now, I'll be real with you. Had Tiger Woods married a black woman, that fight would have happened indoors. We're not going to fuck up no check. Listen, if Tiger Woods married a black woman, there'd be a lot of things different. A lot. He'd probably still be sitting on top of the fucking world. But he snapped. He, they, they, wouldn't have, they wouldn't have allowed him to get on to the top of the world in the first place. Because you want to know, he told a lot of... I watched his documentary, actually. And he told a lot of lines. And they, and they kept him ambiguous. Excuse me. Words are hard. You know what I'm trying to say. And I'm a little, I'm a little high. So you know what I'm trying to say. And he, he, you couldn't play to two, you can't serve two masters. And Tiger Woods is absolutely the result of what happens when you try to, you have to pick a team. And he was never allowed to do that. 
for whatever reason, some can blame his dad. Some can blame the two Americas we live in. Some can blame the fact that he didn't ask for any of that shit. He just was really good at the game of golf. And we made him the poster child for something he didn't want. And that was been his, like, so I understand. So I just, do I think Tom Brady's a wonderful man? Absolutely beautiful gowns. But do I think that is he the greatest athlete in the world? No. And do I think that he should be able to sit in that kind of conversation? Hell no. If you ask me, the greatest athlete in the world is always going to be a black person or person of color because of the way that they, the, the shit that they've had to do and then still be an amazing athlete. If we found out that Tom Brady smacked the fuck out of his wife, we would forgive him. We would, find, we would somehow make it Giselle's fault because that's how much we love white men. So no, absolutely not. No, no, thank you. See why we keep me out of the sports? Yes, I see why. So, we got anything else we need to touch on for the good people? Let me check. Um, nope. You want to end this on a positive? Actually, no, real quick. Real quick. And then we, you can end this on a positive note. I do not like birthday dinners. It's not my thing. I actually hate them. There are only certain people that can invite me to birthday dinners that I will actually attend because I know that you have the proper etiquette for a birthday dinner. Okay? Somebody always comes broke. The, the host of the birthday dinner and the birthday girl should never be the same person. Because, bitch, you're going to be late. It's your birthday dinner. You're going to be late. There's too many things, too many things rotating around you in order for you to host a birthday dinner and be the, the person of honor. The man of the hour. No. Okay. You need to have a day of coordinator. Hey, birthday dinner, contact me for all questions. She's busy. Going to go get cute. No. Okay. Second of all, you are supposed to anticipate paying for more than what you actually order at a birthday dinner because everybody's supposed to bring cash to a birthday dinner so that they don't have the waiter doesn't have a thousand fucking cards to deal with either. The other part about that is this. The birthday dinner is not the point to mod is not the time to modify a dish on the the on the fucking menu. Hey, I, can you give me the pasta hold the carbs? No, bitch, now's not the time for all that shit. Now if it's something like just hold the onions, sure. But if you got this long, elongated, complicated ass order at a birthday dinner, you are going to hold everybody else up at that table. And it is fucking rude. At the most at a birthday dinner I get is probably a pasta or a soup and a salad. Honestly, I don't know. That's not the no. I'm going to get what I want, but I'm also not going to order something that's going to hold up the kitchen. You still have to serve fucking 10 to 15 other people. Lastly, and most importantly, you niggers are, and I know I'm going to sound like the biggest hypocrite ever. Motherfuckers have to be on time for birthday dinners. I'm actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, hi, Kettle. I, would you like to meet my friend Pat? Yep. I knew. I knew. I heard it. I heard it. Bitch, I got my nerve. I know I do. But honestly, I have been working on it. That is not the time. It's just not the time. That is not the fucking time. It's just not the time. Because honestly, there are a lot of restaurants that will not seat you if you don't have up to like at least 80% of your party. 
they will not seat you. Especially in the middle of COVID. I just, you know, honestly, if you're, if you, if, if it depends on who you are, there's certain people I will eat it. I will bite it. I will fucking be there. Sure. Bells and whistles on. But as of lately, every single last birthday dinner I've been invited to, I have been asked to participate in. Hey, do you mind not only organizing my coming to my birthday dinner? Can you also organize it for me, bro? I, I, I sometimes I would like to just be an attendee. I didn't volunteer for that. And you know what, Calvin? I fucking blame you. Whoa, 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 whoa! I blame you because had you not been one of my best friends. And if I did not love you the way that I did, okay, you know that niggas for the past two years have been coming at my throat for your surprise birthday party. So now everybody thinks that they get a birthday party out of me. That's not my fault. Oh, but it can't be mine. <laughs> it's not mine. Listen, listen, hold on. It's not my fault. Niggas think that they that nigga and they not that nigga. That's not on me. When I tell you I am so motherfucking tired of getting asked to host or do birthday parties. Now that my son's godmother, she's absolutely gonna get something out of me for her birthday. She hasn't she's she we we you know, it's up there. Don't know what it is yet, but it's up there. She's gonna get something from me this year. She's been phenomenal. But like honestly, y'all just invite me. And if you need something, hey, girl, bring cups. I can do that. <laughs> like, I listen, I might even let you just, hey, you want to host it at my house? You can do that. But I'm not lifting a finger. As a matter of fact, I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, I, woo, yeah. I've had, like, several people come in my throat because I decided to throw you a surprise birthday party, and I haven't thrown them one. Several. That's not my fault, nigga. Ooh. Listen, hold on. Hold on, because I'm about to rant and listen, and, and this is, listen to me, listen to me very clearly. I ain't perfect. I am very far from perfect. I am nowhere close to perfect. However, if you ever have a question on why my face card gets something that your face card doesn't, the issue is not with me, it is with you. If you were the nigga, and again, nigga is very much gender neutral here. If you were the nigga that you portrayed yourself to be, you would not have to wonder why my ass gets things, gets access that you don't. Because again, I ain't shit. I'm just a nigga with a podcast and some bills. Let's say bills. So, because this has been a thing. And I, we, we squashed it. This, it was always weird to me because how are you mad that I get something from someone that I'm close to, that I fostered a relationship with, that you don't? Examine your relationship. Examine your face card. Never mind. I'm just... Leave me out of it. Or you know what it is? <laughs> and it's not trying to be funny. And, and I, I really hate when I have to do this. But sometimes if you see that I handle you differently, don't make it a me thing. Examine how you handle me. And have you been the friend or the person to me that you think you expect out of me? Because I got two wives too. And my feelings get hurt too. And my, I, I don't do the best job of advocating for myself. I don't. 
But the one thing I absolutely would do will protect the energy in the space that's around me at all costs. I'll die about it. So it's just like, so when I started hearing that kind of shit, I'm like, bro, you don't do shit for me. Nothing. I can't ask you for shit. I can't call on you for nothing. I can't like, no, you don't even answer my phone calls. I'll get at you when I get at you. If I get at you at all. So it's like, it's it just, yeah, it, it's been rubbing me the wrong way. You don't have to, if you want me to come to your birthday dinner, suggest that we go out to dinner together for your birthday and I'll just pay for it. How about we do that? Because I don't, I don't want to be there. I fucking hate birthday dinners. You do not have to invite me to your birthday dinner. I promise you, I won't take it personal. Now there are certain people that does not apply to. I will, I have to be there. Sorry. It's you. Is it my preference? No. But I also know that you know how to act. <laughs> And you know exactly what it takes to have a successful birthday dinner. So there's that. Calvin, would you like to end this on a positive note? Calvin? Sorry, I had myself on mute because I, you know, I was thinking. Um, my positive note is this. At the end of the day, life goes on. Um, we, as a, as a community, recently, we've suffered several unexpected losses. Yes. Um, and <laughs> my computer finna die. COVID, COVID, and everything just kind of has you know really ramped up that process and with just the winter and everything like that. And I think it, it, it can, it can, it can haunt us a little bit because with social media, you still remember them very vividly. You have these acts, these memories very vividly. And I think just as a collective understand that life does, life does move forward. You, you, it does get better. It does move forward and that you can honor the people in your life that are no longer with you. By the way, you could choose to continue to li- live your life and carry on your life and carry on your memory through your actions, your words, and your deeds. So understand that life does go on. Life does move forward. Life does get better. Wherever you're at now, it's not where you're going to be. Grieving is hard. And it is not linear. And you have days where it's all good. And you have days where it's all bad. It's just, you can't shake it. I think that take your time with yourself. Allow yourself to truly, truly feel it. And when you feel it, and when you feel it, take it in. Allow yourself to sit in it, process it, so that you can work through it. A good friend of mine said, this summer, actually, Alex, you rushed through emotions. You, you rush through the process of your feelings and then you find yourself dealing with the same things except 10 times worse because now they're compounded and you're going to constantly, you're going to trigger yourself if you don't deal with it over and over again. And sometimes your friends are right when they're right, right? But so that's my advice to you. Feel it. Sometimes close the curtains and get back in your bed and let it be dark for a minute. Don't get too low in that darkness. Check yourself. 
Don't spiral. And when you find yourself spiraling, ground yourself, whatever that exercise is for you. But sometimes it's okay to sit in it and let it just be dark. That's okay too. Don't stay there. Don't wallow. Don't let it become pity. Don't let it become shame. But allow yourself to sometimes, sometimes it rains. And that's okay too. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.